Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham and 105 down in Luton. Thank you for tuning back into us again. Um, we are here today talking about autism and the autistic spectrum, and we've got three beautiful, wonderful mums here. <laughs> I haven't stopped laughing since we came into the studio, <laughs> mashallah. Um, talking about their children, it happened to be that each one of you have a boy yeah. that is on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah. And before the break, we were talking about the difficulties that has in your own families with the other siblings or with your your spouses. So how was it for you? You know, when you did get that news, you had some inklings already, maybe. How was it for you to break that news to the other children? Or how did you manage to do that, that uh, other children didn't feel that you're paying all your attention on this child and they just start to become a bit jealous? Was there what or was there situations like that? Um, my kids, I didn't really kind of sit them down and tell them, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Um, but mashallah, they are so good with Daniel. They're like really, his sister's so protective of him. Obviously, they do get days where they get really annoyed, and especially the oldest, because she's nearly a teenager now, she's 12. Mm. She just say, oh, um, you never spend time, time with us, and it's always Daniel. And she's all, she, yesterday, literally, she was saying to me, oh, who do you care about the most? Who's your favourite? <laughs> you know, and I say, Angelina, I have to care about Daniel the most because of his needs, you know, but I love you all the same. And for Yal, Masha, she's so good with him. She's only four, but she's always, like, you know, protecting him. And Daniel, come on, let's do this. Daniel, let's do that. And Masha, he's really picked up that. And everything he does, she does physically, he kind of copies. Mm-hmm. I wish that he could talk as well like her, but, you know, that hasn't come yet. But Masha, anything she does physically, he w- like, if she falls down, um, he will do the same thing. So, you know, he's got that kind of, it's almost like a shadow that she's got. Mm-hmm. But she's really good with him and so is like Amna, you know, they really, they've got a really tight, close-knit bond. Anything that uh, we go out somewhere publicly, they'll all be like, where's Daniel? You know, who's got Daniel? Angelina, if we're outside, she will not let him go. You know, sometimes I say to her, you need to give him a bit of room, you know. Mm-hmm. If he's running on the road, uh, not on the road, obviously, on the pavement, mm-hmm. she will be running after him. She, you know, she was not, she's like, she's so scared that he will run into the road or, you know, do something silly. And I do say to Angelina, you need to give him a bit of space to, you know, kind of discover things and explore mm. and just act, you know, almost mm. normal. Mm. So, yeah, I do find her a bit, she's kind of on top of him all the time. But I'm really, you know, happy that they've got that kind of tight relationship. Yeah. Mm. It's mm. it's really hard, I think, because with mine, my, Sufyan's only 11 months older than Zakaria. Mm. So for a while it was just them two, but he quite quickly realised his di- brother was different. Yeah. And I remember um, we were in the play- playground and Sufyan must have been about four and Zachariah was three and they were playing and I think some boys must have said something about Zachariah and he went, don't say that, he's special, mm-hmm. he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel really blessed that Z- Zachariah's got an older brother mm-hmm. who's very supportive and he's got a younger brother, although Hudayfa does struggle a lot mm-hmm. with the fact that he's got a special needs brother. But in Wolverhampton, I don't know how it is in Birmingham, um, both of my boys are being supported as young carers. So there's an organi- organisation oh called Spurgeons. So Sufyan's been attending Spurgeons since he was oh, seven years I've old. Heard about them. They're yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. I, they enable Sufyan to be Sufyan. They enable him to be just a young lad. Um, so Hudayfa's going to start going as well. Um, and I think that's really important for them to be supported How old like is he, that. Hudayfa? Hudayfa's just turned eight. He was eight oh, in okay. August. Um, so he's desperate to go. But he... Hudayfa will still argue with Zakaria mm-hmm. over their gruffalo. Um and he will not excuse his bad behaviour. Mm. Yeah. Um with special needs because what we sometimes what happens is 
yes, our children have got special needs, but they're also children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, like mine, he's going through puberty. He's a teenager. He's going to be a grumpy child. And sometimes he's just kicking off because he's being he's not been able to get his way. It's got nothing to do with learning difficulties. Mm. It's got nothing to do with, with his autism. Mm. It's just Zakaria deciding to be difficult. Mm. And Hudayfa's quite sort of, no, I'm not taking that. Yeah. But what I have realised is that I then spend one-to-one time with each of the boys. Um, and every so often I have a day called where you overwhelm them with love. So during that day, you say yes to everything. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to manage that Again, they're, they're very far and few between, mm-hmm. <laughs> simply because, especially with my 13-year-old, it'd be very expensive. expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's little things like um, Hudayfa and I will go to Costa, we'll get a hot chocolate, uh, we'll sit down, just discuss how he's feeling. Um, Sufyan will go to the cinema with his dad. Um, and we're lucky enough, we've actually now got respite, so Zekri gets a break from us. So he goes and stays and has lots of fun, goes to, you know, these fabulous places. Um, during that time, we're a family. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take its toll, I think, on your yeah, partners as well, on mm-hmm. your relationships with your families, because yeah. there are some families who will just not be able to see past the black and white concept of, well, there's nothing wrong, he doesn't look yeah. autistic. Mm-hmm. And you're like, seriously? Mm. Um, and they don't understand why your child feels the need to stim. Well, doesn't it annoy you having to, not just with family, like out in the public, like my son likes to show me up in public. Oh, he knows exactly they? what he's doing. Yeah. Mm. But then I'm thinking, I'm not going to not take him out because he's a human like the rest of mm. us. Yeah. But how the heck am I going to deal with this? And I'm, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel like I have the need to explain to everybody no. why my son is at first I was like apologetic and like yeah. oh he's got autism blah, blah, blah. it's no, like you've got your black card out and I'm thinking I'm not going to do that anymore actually and I'm just going to handle him in my own way people can think what they want but at first I used to have so much social anxiety mm. myself just mm. going through the door with him I mm. really struggled um, to be a mum mm. and that sounds really stupid because you do feel like everyone's got their eye on you yeah, yeah you do. Um, I, I just it's tough, isn't it? I was scared mm-hmm. to be alone with Zachariah. Yeah, I'm same. not going to lie. Still am. <laughs> and I, up until recently, I used to be like, right, okay. So my husband was at uni- we were u- at university for the, uh, the same time f- a few years ago, and when he was at university on placement, I was like, right, so. Zachariah comes back at this time. So if I go to my sister's house and then my nephews are there and they can help me and stuff like that, and then I realised actually. That fear just comes from because you don't want to let your child down. Yeah. You don't want to do anything that's yeah. going to hurt them and stuff like that. And the year that I've had this year has been one of the most traumatic ever in the life of Zakaria. Mm-hmm. Um, so from January, my husband, you know, Alhamdulillah, he started working. He'd, he'd qualified and graduated. Asha, and he's. Brooke, congratulations. I, I was, you know, I was really proud of him because mm-hmm. it was a journey that we'd, he'd started back in 2011, mm-hmm. but because of our family situations, mm-hmm. it just took its time. And, you know, I'm really proud, Alhamdulillah, that Allah's blessed him with that success. And, mm-hmm. you know, may Allah continue to bless him with inshallah. success as well, inshallah. inshallah. But with Zakaria, Zakaria missed his dad. Mm-hmm. And he became violent to the point that I mean you can see I'm not a small woman I'm you know that there's a lot of depth to me (laughs) and he managed to knock me down onto the floor and really really sort of taking chunks of skin out Mm -hmm. of, of my arms and being so aggressive and violent and for me it was trying to protect my children my other children but also 
balancing the fact that I needed to make sure Zakaria was safe mm-hmm. because when he gets through at that point he's hit an iPad so hard in his head he's bent it my son hits himself yeah he head but walls and doors really? he's actually put a hole in one of my doors yeah really from his head yeah he's got a martial like quite a, like a, I got a strong. stone head yes. strong, really very strong very handsome martial but he's got very wide um oh, top yes. of his head and if that comes into <laughs> contact with you you're in big trouble yeah basically and anything that does come into contact and sorry to cut no, in on you okay, sister because no. i've had a very traumatic year as well i'm a single mum I work and I've got a 17 year old Ryan who's a revert like myself so he's had all that to deal with over the years and he's got mental health issues himself Uh, however he is my rock when it comes to Zaki so he helps me in the night time with him so I get some rest occasionally if I'm lucky and he's up he'll get him up on a Saturday so I can have a little bit of lying but thing is when we're out in public now Ryan doesn't like to come with us because he's like this cool 17 year old he yes, doesn't want to be yes, seen yes, with his autistic yeah. brother and he doesn't want to have to tell his brother off and he doesn't want to be embarrassed so yeah. it's kind of broken us up a little bit I've lost my eldest son like the little family days out he, he chooses not to now yeah and it does have an impact but that's not the reason my marriage broke down because of the autism it broke down of natural causes but my son Zaki does have a lot of resentment towards me because we're like two nights at dad's house oh. five nights at mine and because they like like that continue, consistency, yeah, yeah. consistency, and he's not getting that at the moment, so that has a big impact on all of us. But yeah, yeah it's, 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 I was going to say, I think with my Zachary, he struggled with the fact that the job that my husband is doing it takes him away from obviously the house, but he works twelve-hour shifts three days a week, but he can be placed anywhere around the country. So next week he's going to be sort of like just outside of london and then just outside of manchester so mm-hmm. he's already he's already pre-warning me saying um i've got to stay over mm-hmm. so because he's staying over i'm very lucky that i've managed to fight and get respite care for my son it's taken four years i tried last year and i was told i wasn't great enough in need even though i felt suicidal myself at the time i'm dealing with my eldest son's mental health three-year-old girl who's possibly on the spectrum and as a single parent a week and I'm like okay fine it is but, what it is don't come knocking on my door though if issues do arise when I've actually sought the help myself yeah inshallah yeah. that won't happen but who I, knows no I think that's another thing that as families you don't realise the support that is out there but also how much you have to fight for it we're all aware of the, the cuts that are happening across the country we know that the way that this government is currently treating um, vulnerable uh, children it's vulnerable finding. adults um, we know all that, but what I can. So, where would a parent go if they're listening into this now and have a child and want to get some advice, some support? Yeah. Where could they start? Schools to get that are advice? Raise the concern with the school with the yeah. Senko. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like nurseries these days, yes. have got a Senko because autism mm-hmm. and other disabilities are more apparent these days. Yeah. Um, your GP, health visitor. What about this respite thing? Where would you get that? So from? respite, basically social services. Isn't it, it was social services. So. Would you get a referral yourself? Because I tried something like that and I just... Wasn't I like went to my son's school. Yeah. If I'm honest with you, yeah. I went to the, my son's school, explained the situation, and she put a referral in um, to social services for us. However, you can self-refer. Mm. You, you just need to ring them up. There's going to be a dedicated uh, disability team. You ring them up and you say, I want an assessment done. You have to do a bit of a lengthy form. So if you're not great with English and things, you might need a bit they of They will come with, with an interpreter. They will book an interpreter for you. Yeah, they? if you need one. You say assessment for... Because I, I did this last week, literally, and she just said, oh, this is the email that you need to email, and that's it. I don't know how Birmingham works. I know oh. in Wolverhampton, what I did do was... Um, this was, yep, yeah, four years ago. Started the ball rolling, saying, um, 
I need more help. I need more help. I need more support. And um, you're going to give me that help because you're under legal duty to provide that. Um, this is the thing as well. You're referring yourself. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're being forced to do it. No. Hello, I need the help. Yeah. I'm making a, a plea for yeah. help here. Yeah. And you have to be very, very um, stubborn, I you think, do, for yeah, want of a strong. better word. Yeah. And use all the resources that are available to you. Speak to your local councillors, speak to your local MP, go through the charities. There's Autism West Midlands. Um, brilliant. They are they amazing. Are really fabulous organization and they're based in Birmingham they have they run a lot of um sort of evenings and support uh, mornings mornings for parents for dads for moms they do lots of workshops um Spurgeons I think have a look and see if you guys have got anything local don't quote me on this guys I'm sure Spurgeons don't exist in Birmingham anymore do they not they used to because my eldest son used to have counseling with them yeah this is like five six years ago if you're worried about the mental health of any of your children, then CAMS is yeah. the place to go. I think first port of call would be go to your schools. Go to schools. Go to first. schools. <coughs> go to schools, yeah. And give you the information there. They should help you. And if your GP should have that Your GP should as well. well. Unfortunately, now GPs don't have that much sway in terms no. of influ- asking social services to help and intervene. Mm-hmm. However, the one thing I will say is make sure you record every phone call, every email, Every contact that you have with the person, take their name down, write down the date. If possible, I'm one of those annoying parents that emails and texts so I have proof of what was written down. (laughs) If you feel they're not taking you seriously, challenge them in a very nice and polite way. But Mm -hmm. there's many ways to do that. But also know your rights. Go down to Citizens Advice Bureau and ask them and they will explain to you. There's also in Wolverhampton, we have um, parent partnership. Um, and again, that's something that's run in liaison with the council, but they're quite independent and they will give you um, advice as to where you stand, what you can get, what you can't get. Mm-hmm. And they'll also get an advocate for you if you feel that you haven't got the strength sometimes mm-hmm. to face that mm-hmm. battle. Mm-hmm. You can get an advocate and it's fabulous to have that third person there who's saying, um, no, sorry, you said this. This is what should be happening. There's also um, Carers uh, UK. So I'm sure, well, I'm a full-time carer for my son um, and I access their support and I will ask them and say, listen, am I getting the right support? Am I getting the right help? They also go to the charities and the organisations that provide these the, these supports. So, for example, in Wolverhampton, we've got a company called Progress. You've got Bernardo's as well. That Bernardo's. Do, Bernardo's yeah. do, but Bernardo's won't have children who are as severe as my son because he needs two care workers with him mm-hmm. when he's out. So it's apparently it's fine for me to be at home mm-hmm. with, him, with him and mm-hmm. two other children. But when he's out, he needs two other support workers with him. So Bernardo's, again, it depends on the level and severity of your child's needs. Can I just talk from a financial point of view as well? Because from personally, my it's, experience... It's an impact, yeah. Because I'm a single mum, yes, I work and I've got access to certain benefits, but I was encouraged to apply for disability living allowance. Yep. Yeah. And because of Zaki's condition, we actually got the middle rate. So it's it's around about £230 a month, which goes directly into him or stuff he needs for the house. Yeah. In addition to that, um, and it doesn't matter if you're a single parent, whether you're working or not, um, have you heard of an organisation called Family Fund? Family yes. Fund, I was going to say that. And they are absolute superstars. Brilliant. Yeah. They're based in Belfast. And basically they provide a range of educational and therapeutic and sense toys for autism holidays and, yeah not just that they Days will out. give you household equipment yeah. i had a tumble dryer 
My like, friend had a tumble dryer. I'm going to apply for one this year. We had a tumble dryer. There's uh, Promise Dreams. There's Variety. Um, they There are a lot of charitable organisations who will help and support your children. Yeah. In terms of the uh, disability living allowance as well, a lot of the rules have changed. Prior to sort of, uh, say, for, I think it was prior to this year, um, it was very difficult to get a blue badge for a yeah. person with autism. Because ah, I was going to ask about that because I have been encouraged to apply. But they've changed the high rate mobility. No, high no, rate. they've no. changed the rules. Okay. Change the rules. Change the rules. Okay. <laughs> We're learning here so, live yeah, on radio. They've changed the rules because um, previously autism was seen as a behaviour which could be changed. However, there are special rules. So, for example, my son Zachary has no concept of danger. Exactly. Like he will know, run out into run. the middle of the road and thinks it's a barrel of laughs. There. It's heartbreaking to write this down, mm-hmm. but my son hasn't got the mental capacity. Yeah. And those are the special rules. And some No t- sense of danger. No sense of danger, mm-hmm. but yeah, no sense of himself. Um, the biggest thing and the best advice that I ever got for filling out your DLA form was, A, make a copy of it, but B, describe the worst day that worst you day, have. Yeah. You have to sort it's, of lay it on thick almost, it's not, don't you? Yeah. It's. I was in tears the first time I filled out my son's DLA form, and I wanted to just sort of crawl under my duvet and not come back it's out. It's only of actually it. when you see it on paper you think, "My God!" Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you sort of go, "Ooh." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, what does DLA stand for? Disability case? Living Allowance. Yeah. Okay. So, so some th- parents may not know that. Yeah. So, so getting good information. Yeah. You've got you only claim that if you've got a year to CP. I'm not no, sure. No, no. The diagnosis alone is fine. Okay. Depends. They will do a lot of research on it and they will look at each case differently. So not everybody may be eligible for it. However, you don't know until you try. Exactly. Well, I think fill any it, help you can get, just yeah. grab it. Fill it in. And then there's also a section for professionals to help and fill it in. Any professionals that you're being supported by. So, for example, your schools, um, the SENCO that's there, any sort of health speech visitors. and language therapist, health visitors, occupational therapist. A lot of information they only make available once you get into that system. The best advice that I can give to any parent is you have to be a tiger mom. Mm-hmm. You have to be the loudest and you have to be the most visible parent there. I've had a social worker turn around and say to me, I don't want to come to your house, I'm scared of you. <laughs> I'm like, mate, you've got all the power, you've got the power to take my children off me. Why are you scared of me? You're scared of me because you're failing me. That's why. You need to make friends with your schools. Your schools are brilliant. Yeah. They will also give you tips on how best to access that support f- from social services. Mm-hmm. What helped me was my school started making referrals to social services, cause for concerns. The daftest things ever. So it was like, um, Zachary is coming and wearing the same clothes. That's fine. You've got a school uniform policy. That's brilliant. Um, his shoes are in, you know, whatever. Is that without your knowledge or did you know? They they started this and then when I asked them, they just turned around and went, yeah, but look what's going to happen. Oh, right. How's so they were actually doing it to benefit yeah. you. So yeah. we start getting more and more and more and more support. Don't give up. They will do everything to refuse you. They will tell you your son's needs are not severe or your daughter's needs are not severe. They will tell you that you aren't, uh, you know, at risk. They will give you all this. I got attacked by my son. I was driving. There was, I don't know why, there was a mug in the back of the car. He decided to chuck a mug at my head. Oh, gosh. I've had to stop in the middle of, well, not quite literally in the middle of the motorway, but I've had to go onto the hard shoulder because Zuckerberg is having such an aggressive meltdown yeah. that he's literally, you know, we bought him some when he gets throttled by Homer in the beginning. Mm. Of the, like a yeah. danger to himself. And he's doing that. 
I've recorded it. I've had my eldest son record it and I've put it down. It's black and white. He's, he can be very dangerous, but I'm not going to phone the police. I'm not going to phone social services and say, take my son off me. However, I've got a duty as a mom to make sure that all three of my children are safe. Yeah. I've had my eight-year-old turn around to me and say, Mum, phone social services, tell them to take Zakaria away. Mm. I don't want to live with there him. There's a lot of frustration from siblings. My four-year-old yeah. daughter, who's very, very forward, we think, like I said, uh, that she's got autism as well, but she's quite cute with it because, yes, Zakaria does attack her, but then I could be in the kitchen watching through the door. She's one side of the room, he's the other, and she's going, ow, Zaki, stop it, you're hurting me. I'm like, you little <laughs> excuse me. You know, so she can milk it a little bit, and that does cause issues. But that's part of, a lot of the times, what it is is also, it's part of the children growing up yeah. as siblings without, as being neurotypical siblings. I mean, even now, I'm the middle child <laughs> so my, my my siblings take the mick at me I've got an older sister an older brother and two younger brothers Mashallah. Mashallah. and my oldest sister's like my eldest sister's like 46 and my young my baby brother as it were is 32 and we will still take the mick out of each other and go running back to our mum and dad going mom he did that <laughs> he, mom, he's so with children it, with our children especially we need to take a lot of it with a pinch of salt so with Zachariah he's he will put his face into his hands and start going, ooh, and crying, fake crying. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, what's happened? This is so familiar. What, what <laughs> happened? And then you look and you're going, and he's going, you know, like pointing at Hudayfa, he calls him baby, oh, saying baby sweet. Baby, yeah. And baby's going, it's mine. He's eating his. And I'm going, oh, Zachariah. What lovely conversations we're having here (laughs) about your children, mashallah, that really makes me smile and laugh because some of the things are normal family things Mm -hmm. and some of the things then are are different. And it's nice for parents to be able to um, listen to this, to be able to identify with it and to be able to uh, empathise with you if they're in the same situation or maybe just uh, thinking about their child might be somewhere on this autistic spectrum. It's wonderful. We're coming towards the end of the show but it's been wonderful to to have these conversations here with you to um, enlighten parents and to see that there is a big huge light at the end of the tunnel I wonder before we come to the end um, if there was a parent home there that just opened their letter this week literally this week uh, got the letter or got the email whatever the news what one tip each would you give her Um, she probably has had a lot of tips from family and friends maybe mm. some positive maybe some not as, as you mentioned already but what one tip would you give her before we end mine would be you've been chosen for a reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does choose particular parents to look after these amazing children mm-hmm. you know and um, what else could I say that don't focus on the negatives look at the child's strengths because children with autism do have very special powers yeah, yeah, and uh, you've got to focus on them and build them up and talk a lot about it with them, and you know, I think just focus on the good bits. Yeah, because there, there are going to be plenty. <laughs> I think the biggest inshallah. thing, yeah, inshallah. I think the biggest thing for me is, I think ten years into this journey is, remember that's your ticket to Janatul Fridos, and it's not an easy path. Take each day as it comes. You're on a roller coaster right now. You are going to have times when you're flying high and you're going to be like, yeah, I've got this. <laughs> There's going to be times when you're going to be sitting there hiding from your child, crying, because you're sitting there thinking, I can't do this. Every single day, wake up and say, Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. 
in the good times and in the bad times say alhamdulillah and inshallah that will get you through just for me saying those words out aloud just mentally just gives me that strength and you know what yeah like this sister said you've been chosen mm-hmm. and the best thing is like Imran Khan said to the Pakistan team cricket team in 1992 mm-hmm. fight like your cornered tigers that's how you're going to do. You are going to be your child's advocate. You're that child's representative. Voice. And you will move hell. And, uh, you know, hell and high water. You will move mountains for that child. Very good tips. And Nazia? Uh, my trick tip is probably just to um, just keep that vision in your mind of what you want your child to achieve, really. Mm-hmm. So um, I've got a, my screensaver is um, of Danyal. You know, like you said, play to their strengths. So mm-hmm. Danyal loves climbing. Mm-hmm. He was climbing on the banisters at home and doing all sorts of dangerous <laughs> things, you know, yeah. ruining furniture. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I take him to rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to creation climbing in Mosley and oh, um, yeah. I book a session there. Like it's £20 for an hour with an instructor and he mm-hmm. loves it. He can, he's gone up a 32 foot wall. So my screensaver is literally him. Um, this picture of him rock climbing, this picture of a horse because he likes horses and he's he's been to a horse um, riding kind of centre. Mm. So I just want to focus on his strengths and play to them really and just every single day I look at, that's the first thing that I see in my phone. So I just want to focus on that and, you know, just kind of, obviously there is negatives but I don't, like 10% of the, my life is negative and 90% of my life yeah. around the yard Mashallah. is positive. Mashallah. What a lovely, oh. lovely message <laughs> to give our listeners uh, as we end the show. Inshallah, uh, we hope to continue this topic over the next few weeks and have some of those organisations that you spoke about on air so that parents can find out more information, mm-hmm. which is wonderful that we are just uh, finishing off now and um, for this week and thank you so much for coming into the studio and giving your time here we really do appreciate it thank you so much for you all inshallah thank you listeners for tuning in I hope you find it very useful if you do want to uh, contact any of our parents directly just phone the studio 0121-772-8892 or email studio at unityfm.net and we will pass on those messages to them directly. Thank you again, ladies. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Have a good week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.